You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. The NFL is in full swing. It's about time we do our thing. No time for dunks and finger rolls, dropping pucks and scoring goals, home runs and strikeouts are for summer. Tight spirals flying all around, touchdowns abound. Let's talk some football, crushing beers and throwing fits. Let's talk some shit. It's the Bench Sports Cast. Call 708 316 Welcome, everybody. It is week 10 of the NFL. We are the Sports Cast. And with me tonight, as always, my main man, TM. TM, what's going on? How we doing on this glorious Wednesday evening? Wednesday night. It is hump day. I'm uh, feeling fresh. I've got bets on Maction, uh, a hockey bet kicking off. Oh, a puck drop in a couple minutes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to parlay. Moneyline parlays all over the place. Uh, just you know, things, things have derailed when you're... Michigan bets. No, no. I've got, I'm playing with winnings from all the Michigan money I won on Saturday, my friend. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Come on. Uh, but yes, we are here. To talk about uh, what transpired this weekend. A lot of games, a lot of uh, close calls, last second wins. Um, some teams got two chances to win the game. And uh, I think, TM, I, I've cranked the volume in my earbuds because I've had ringing in my ears for two days. Went to go see Metallica on Sunday. It's like yes. living my best life as a 40-year-old with a bunch of 50-year-olds at the stadium. I've never felt younger and older at the same time in my whole life, TM. It, it happens at concerts these days. That's what happens in your 40s. <laughs> Especially going to, you know, being part of this, you know, 90s, you know, early rock and then alternative uh kind of phase in my life you go see these these bands that you know i was 13 years old and rocking my metallica ride the lightning t-shirts and there were 25 and 30 year olds doing the same thing and now you go to a show and i'm sitting there at 40 and there's a fucking 60 year old dudes still rocking their ride the lightning t-shirts but it was awesome, man. It was very good. That's, awesome. That's great. <laughs> it's funny. I, uh, I texted you and uh, maybe some others, but I, the Lions just so happened to play in L.A. and their game didn't start till 4.30. So my buddy and I were going to the show. We went out to dinner and to get some drinks around my house before going downtown and got to watch the first half of the Lions game. And then we left about halftime, got downtown. The game was close, back and forth game. We walked to the stadium. We walk into the concourse. So the the concert was at Ford Field. And sure enough, every TV in the stadium is on the Lions game. 
and every person in the stadium is in the concourse watching the Lions game. It was so awesome. The opener for this Metallica, essentially what they're doing is weekends, weekend destinations. So they go for two nights. And so they came to Detroit Friday night. And each 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 city they visit, they do Friday night show with Pantera opening. And then oh. Sunday night show they do with Five Finger Death Punch opening. And oh, they play geez. two completely different sets metallica does right they never right. repeat songs and all that so right. long story short when we got to the show uh on sunday we rolled into the stadium about 6 45 i'd say lions uh were kind of in the the last six minutes of the fourth quarter oh and my God, right as right as five finger death punch comes on at seven you can see if from the concourse into the stadium the lights go down and you hear them come out and literally not a single person in the concourse moved. Like typically there's like this mad dash, right? To get to your seats. Nobody moved. Everybody's just watching not for the, the opener. The yeah, not for the opener. Oh my God. That game in particular, I mean I mean, that's the game of the day. I mean, that was a wild back and forth, sixty something points. Uh, I was I was locked in on that one. Seventy almost <laughs> nine, almost eighty points, man. Ugh. What was it? 38, 30, 30, 31, 31, 38. Unbelievable. I, I literally was texting you and then you're like, I'm going to Metallica. And I'm like, I can't believe he's not losing his shit over this game right now. You guys must have been going crazy. It was, it was, uh, it was insane. It was, it was very fun. And, and we'll talk a little bit more on it as we get into this, but, uh, I was I'm very so proud. Irritated with that game. Can I tell you what I'm so real quick? The reason I'm irritated about that game, because I picked them minus three in our picks last week and then I bet them early at minus three, um, like maybe Wednesday or Thursday or something. And uh, like it was two and a half. I was say, did the, line, the line moved. The line went down. I'm like, what the who the fuck is betting on the Chargers? I don't know. It's weird because the Lions didn't get worse. I mean, they got healthier. Like you know, certain yeah, guys. Were... I, it's, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit and give my insight a, a bit on that. But uh, but Metallica was great, um, and uh, you know it was a, it was a you know what TM this might have been the highlight weekend of the year for me. Got to watch my Michigan Wolverines just duty all over uh, Penn State. I was I was gonna say Josh Franklin, uh, but. Uh, all over Penn State and and in the I don't know in the in the face of the Big Ten and uh, and then you know got to go see Metallica right after my Lions win and it just couldn't be better man could not be better and now I get to sit here and talk with you man I love it I love it great weekend yes great life let's go Best life. Living your best life. What's that like? I'm vicariously living through you. Tell me all the stories. Let's just do PJ wrap up weekend. Yeah. Start tell me about Saturday. The, uh, let's just talk about Michigan. I was going to say, tell me about the four year old birthday party you went to, TM. And go. let's not. No, let's not. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, uh, let's get into this and talk a little bit about uh, the amateur minor league and talk about college football. Here we go. College Roundup. PJ will break it down. Just give him time. College Roundup. TM ain't 
got no fucking clue. He went D3. Speaking of college, real quick, I'm watching this. Oh God, you need to you need to tell me not to gamble, okay? I'm, <laughs> Do I've you need to re- rewind and and just go back every week for the last five years? It's just so the kid. I'm watching Miami of Ohio versus Buffalo. I've got nine and a half. They're up 13. There's three minutes to go. Buffalo just ran like a 70-yard touchdown, but decides he get he fumbles at the one. The ball goes towards the back of the end zone, and their player slides on it, but it looks like this is the opposing team. I don't want this touchdown to happen. So they, they knock it out at the one. Ball goes towards the back of the end zone. The Buffalo player slides and it looks like his foot might be out of bounds no. as he's trying to gain possession. So what is he that's a safe I mean what's the it's not a safety, it's but a what touch, is the call it's a, there? It, it's a, a touchback touch, or yeah. oh my god, give me that call right now and I'll continue to gamble. But if I don't get it, I think I'm done. Yeah, because if you fumble into the end zone, it's like Correct. a turnover. Right, and, right. And so, and if you don't gain possession and yeah, it looks like his leg out, is out. Yeah. yeah. Of course we don't have an, you know, of course there's not a camera it's, down the line, the back of the end zone. Yeah. Why would they ever have that in the back pylon? I mean, they don't have money to send people on, uh, you know, in-person scouting, you know, these smaller, you schools, told me that they, so. <laughs> or you told me they don't have money to put microphones in the helmets. Yeah, exactly. Well, that too, that too. Uh, right. but let me just sit here in agony. Let's go big blue. Yeah. So we had, uh, we had the, the last time we spoke TM. I mean, there was some rumblings about the big 10 coming down on Michigan. Um, and in particular, Jim Harbaugh, and, and we won't talk about this much. I mean, this story, and I've talked about this since the beginning, this story is so overblown and the big 10 has zero, spine no touchdown no touchdown oh, there is a god there is a gambling god sorry continue i'm sorry i really involved. i really want to talk about this no gal. it's fine uh but yeah the uh spineless big 10 and the big 10 commissioner they decide <laughs> that uh you know they're gonna listen to all the cronies and all the whining little bitches oh you have to suspend michigan they were cheating they have this unfair advantage okay so first off do your own investigation, Big Ten. Stop listening to all the little baby bitches. And don't just come out and and, and have this, well, you know, we're, we're going to suspend Jim Harbaugh because, you know, he's the face of the university. And this isn't a punishment on Jim Harbaugh. Because even though we found out that he, that it was proven that there is zero evidence against Jim Harbaugh knowing anything that happened here. We're still going to suspend him for three games. But not only are we going to do that, we're going to wait until he gets on an airplane to fly to Pennsylvania and then on a national holiday, Veterans Day, you come down with the ruling or suspension while he's in the air And then they land and you run away like a bunch of chicken shits. Listen, I've said from the beginning, Michigan did something wrong. If you want to suspend Michigan, fine Michigan, whatever. Just do it correctly. 
have some some due process as everybody keeps talking about. I I wasn't upset as much because the suspension was kind of weak in itself. They're allowing him to coach all week and then just can't go on the sidelines during the games. But the there's the way this whole thing processed out was such a shit show from the Big Ten. And I love it now because every single little thing, they've started precedence, TM. Every little thing. I sure as hell better see everybody being suspended before the investigation is over for anything that happens using this sportsmanship, I put that in quotes, sportsmanship clause. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stupid. And I don't want to. I don't want to fucking get into it because you know. Well, what? listen. No, 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 no. I, I'm. I, I like hearing it from your perspective because obviously you're a fan and you're up there and stuff. I just don't. I don't. I mean, the whole thing is just. It's as ridiculous as you are describing it. I mean, but what I love about it is I love the way it went down because I love that he found out via a tweet. I love that he got to speak to the team Friday night at the hotel. I love that. The players were tweeting bet. Oh yeah. Which yep. I mean, I still listen to clowns. I basically the people that I listened to last year that were winning and I was following in all their bets, I'm now betting against this year because they're just not having good seasons. And they all were picking Penn State. Take the points. Oh my god, this guy Choo Choo Robinson or whatever the hell the guy's name, the, the defensive yeah, end was. Oh, he's healthy, he's playing. Arr, arr, arr. And uh, Michigan, you know, they this is their first uh, real challenge. Is it? Is Penn State a real offense? Because I believe it isn't. But anyway, what a joke. And you just have J.J. McCarthy just texting bet. And a couple other I, – I found there was other guys that did it. So just like oh, – just and I told you I put more on them that morning. I was just like, this is going to – they're going to win. Now, they didn't win by 50 or anything, but they dominated the game from start to finish. I mean, and, they might uh, as well have taken out their nuts – put him yeah. on James Franklin's forehead and said, stop us because they fucking ran the ball 30 straight times to him. Unbelievable. I mean, if there's not a bigger power move in all of sports than that, and people are out here saying, well, Michigan, they didn't need to fire. They didn't, they, they, it's because they couldn't throw. I go, why would you stop doing what's working? You win the big 10, you make it to the college football playoff. You don't get That's points. It. For throwing, listen, JJ McCarthy was never going to win the Heisman under a Jim Harbaugh offense. It's just how it goes. When you have one of the better offensive lines in the country, you don't do it. And one of the best running backs in the country, you don't need to throw the ball. Right. So, listen, they did what they had to do. I mean, that game was over. I mean, it was 24 to 9. Um, and. <laughs> James Franklin, I don't know how he has a job. Did you watch the game? Did you see like how the the two point conversions? Like, so what is your stance on this? So the end of the game, uh, Penn State's down by fifteen, and mind you, the only reason why they're down by fifteen instead of fourteen is because James Franklin went for two in the first quarter, or maybe is a little bit into the second quarter. Anyway, right. but they're down by fifteen. Uh, I don't know, four minutes left. Under four, two minutes left. They score. They're down by nine. What do you do, TM? Do you kick an extra point and, 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 and extend the game? 
Or do you go for two because odds say that regardless of when you go for it, if you go for it then or you go for it at the end of the game, the odds are the same. What is your philosophy on that? Okay, just it's you're down not wait, say that what are you down so when you're you down score? 15. You score six you're down and you're 15. down what? You're down fifteen okay. and you score a touchdown. You score. Right. So now you're down nine. Yep. You have to kick the extra point. Of course. You have to. Of course. You have to. You it's not have even to. A question. Yeah. It doesn't the math doesn't make sense. There's no way the book says go for two there. You have to get it to a one score game. Yeah, you have it's to keep very... your team in it. Because yeah. the, the argument is, well, if we don't get it, then at least we know that we that we need the ball twice then. No. Like, no. You're essentially you're essentially telling your team you've lost. Yeah. So you're telling me if in that in that point, and that's what Penn State did, James Franklin decided to go for two with the most ridiculous play call of all time, mind you, and they didn't get it. And you're telling me his team was super fired up after that to go and, and try to stop Michigan and and fight for two more possessions in under two minutes? No. I don't know. I don't over. understand how the guy still has a job. Guy is like three and twenty-two against Michigan and or against top ten teams, um, or something or two and twenty-two, something like that. And he's three and seventeen against Michigan and Ohio State. It's just he's been there for ten years, TM, and they haven't done shit. I yeah, it's it. amazing. I, it's amazing he's been there that long. I, I learned that throughout the week too, and I was like, man, he's been here that long. Like, move on. You're going, I mean, Rutgers is catching up to Penn State at this yeah. point. Rutgers has been there how long, you know? Ten years. <laughs> so, <laughs> has it been that long? God it damn. Been, it has been a while for Rutgers, for sure. Okay. Um, I think it doesn't think feel it's like it's been that long. But Listen, man, yeah, COVID wow. was like three years ago. Time moves I know, fast. I know. Time moves yes, fast. Yes, it does. Yes, it uh, does. But felt good. Uh, we had some other games that, uh, over the weekend. Georgia put a freaking hurting on lane kiffin in the uh an old miss talk about you that was more easy money i mean the people said i've i've watched uh old miss of like the past few weeks i mean they barely got out of the game last week they won by three and everyone's like wow old miss has really been coming on lately and i'm like coming on i'm like they escaped last week george is gonna pound them and they did and they're a scary and, and team. The other, they got pick, the other pick was Bama. They I did great. Three bets on Saturday. Three teams that always win. I just stick with it now. We're in that time of the year now where the cream rises to the top. Yep. It's uh yeah, you you start to find out who really has a chance here. And you know, Ohio State held their own, did what they had to do. Um Washington did you see the there... Washington Utah game where the kid <laughs> Just dropped the ball on the three yard line. Oh my god. god! Like, why? I don't understand. I listen. I didn't play. I haven't didn't play football past freshman year in high school. What is the obsession with dropping the ball early? Like, hold that <laughs> you know, thing. Hold that thing like it's your <clears throat> fucking baby. He didn't just drop it early. <laughs> I mean, he. You know, this wasn't like Leon Lett or or was a guy another guy on Dallas right dropped it at the one or whatever. I mean, well, he was releasing the ball at the three yard line. Yeah, yeah. What that's you're what I said. It wasn't even close. You you're not looking down. The paint changes. <laughs> There's graphics. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I was watching that live. Oh my god. 
Unbelievable. But uh, now did the ranking did the rankings change because I was trying to pull it like on the Yahoo Sports app. I'm like, what's the stand? I'm looking at the standings, just trying to figure it out. But I don't know if this says this is the committee. Is it, that's what they mean, right? It's a selection committee because the selection committee standings are Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three. Is this? I'm, I couldn't figure out if this is the playoff stand. I couldn't find. That is yes, that is the playoff standings. Um, I so know Georgia jumped jumped them. Yes. Yep. And I think that was the thing is is that what you know we've talked about it with Ohio State. Listen, they've done what they've had to do, but they beat now a three loss Notre Dame team. Although I don't know, they might have four losses for all I know. I don't even keep track of them anymore. Um, right. And uh, now two loss Penn State team, and didn't look great two weeks ago against Rutgers, um, and they beat up on. The, the little team from East Lansing, MSU, and their embarrassing yeah. uh, issues. But uh, – and Georgia, you know, they, they went back-to-back beating Missouri and Ole Miss, both top 15 teams. And I think that's – they were just waiting for somebody to do something more. Um, do I think Michigan BC ranked ahead of them? I don't know. I honestly don't really care. I don't know why people get so uh, – obsessed with these rankings and, and getting upset over, you know, why you should be one or two. It doesn't matter. You're just going to, you're just going to have to beat them. Yeah. You beat them and you jump them. That's all. When was he? So as we saw, like in the, one of the first couple of years, right. The, they had TCU uh, number four all year and then dropped them to six in the last week. So whatever <laughs> it's, it's all stupid. Um, but I, I will say TM, I will say, what is not stupid is well, maybe not. That's not the right word, but uh, but who I would want to be today is Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher, yeah. who's seventy nine million dollars richer for not having to do anything now. Like it's how do you how do you how do you be bad at a job and and roll like Scrooge McDuck. Diving through the fucking gold coins because he don't have to do nothing. <laughs> and did you um did you did you watch the Manzel Johnny Manzel uh, mm-hmm. documentary? Yep. And then he like on my on my X feed, it's just all Manzel him like commenting on it and and like taking his opportunity like talk about the coach and stuff like that. And I'm just like kind of reading. That's kind of how I found out about it. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And I'm like, oh, guaranteed money. Like, this fucking guy, like, he might as well be a ball baseball player. Yeah, and I it's... I mean, just friggin' Bobby, he's in Bobby Bonilla friggin' yeah. um, territory with that money. Uh, Robbie Cano, I mean... Yeah, it just goes to prove that oil money talks and <laughs> people of Texas just don't give a shit. And it's the, uh, the weirdest part about it is what I was hearing is that it's just one of those things where he didn't or that they didn't as part of the contract. It, it wasn't a uh, and I don't remember the terminology, but there wasn't a, a clause in there where if he got hired in for X amount of dollars per year or for a contract that was, you know, 50 million dollars guaranteed that that money would then come off of what Texas A&M owes them. And apparently that's a clause in a lot of these contracts. If you get fired and make money elsewhere, then you don't have to pay. 
that was not in there anyway. Sure. So he could literally go take some cake job at some school that doesn't really mean it. Or he could go take a, a big job. He could come up to MSU and take their job and get paid $80 million and essentially be the highest paid coach in football because he'd be making $14 million a year. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. And now, now is he like you knowing more about the college sector than myself? Is he a sought after coach at this point? Is he an option uh, for Michigan state? I, I mean, do these schools going to want him or I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he, he essentially turned around Florida state. And that's how he got this contract from Texas A&M. I mean, it was going from the ACC to the SEC and uh, making, obviously, uh, there's a $100 million contract or whatever it was. And he's that team has gone downhill since he's taken them over. I don't know the numbers exactly, but they started. I mean, they were good, I think, that first year that he had the team. And then you argue, was it his guys or somebody else? Uh, right. Apparently he's not super good in the in the transfer portal, is from what I understand, um, or the NIL deals. Like it just it, maybe he's, he's just too old for that. But I'm sure he'll get a chance somewhere. I don't know; it'll be a big school, but I think it could be a a middle like an MSU, like a Michigan State would probably be in that in that level of school where he might get another chance. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, like any mid level. Big Ten power school five, yeah. or yeah, yeah, right. Power five. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll see TM. We will see nothing. Yeah. Else. And Hey, you know, Colorado lost again. So it, although that name come that Deion Sanders name was, uh, brought up as a possibility for Texas A&M. Wow. He but, can't jump ship to um, – he can't leave that. I mean, he I can. Think, he I can't mean, leave – so he can't I leave his son. Would, right? He can't leave his son either, right? So and, Yeah. And it sounds like Sanders isn't going to come out. Sounds like they're going to – you know, there's no way he would jump ship and then go somewhere and try to take yeah, – I don't think at this point. But I think as soon as his son graduates or, you know, uh, declares and, and enters the draft – Right, then he'll try to he'll, – he'll, yeah, he's going to try to just, like, rank up and – the conference for sure. Did you hear the story? More news. This is a news podcast. Did you hear the story? We need, or... a, we need, we need a breaking news, uh, breaking news drop. Like a ticker. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here we go. No, this see. is not a, this is not school Vikings. This is a uh, breaking news. <laughs> Did you hear the story? TM of the Stolen jewelry. Used to the room. Um, for those I'm certainly that... getting constant like notifications on my phone about it. Like, didn't they play there three weeks ago? I'm like, what is going on here? It's just crazy. So the uh, it came out that for anybody that didn't hear, a bunch of the Colorado players got thousands and thousands of dollars. I think it was Colorado and UCLA. UCLA players got thousands of dollars of jewelry stolen while they were playing their game. So people got into the locker rooms and went through all their shit, stole all their shit. And it comes out that it was a group of recruits from one specific high school that were on an official visit visiting UCLA. And during their visit, they decided to go rummage through the locker rooms and steal all the jewelry. Like, 
Could you be any dumber? Yes, but that's fucking <laughs> stupid. I'm not surprised. I mean, oh my, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to go play college ball at one of the biggest universities in the country. And you're going to blow it. Like these kids will not, these kids will not get an opportunity to play elsewhere or not at a big power five school. I'll tell you that much. What a waste. What a waste. <laughs> oh God. I mean, listen, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say I'm not surprised. That's all. All right. Let's, uh, let's move of, on. Let's, let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the NFL. That's the one. TM, did you uh did you enjoy your off week this week? Oh, how could I not? I mean, everything went our way. Oh my. Ravens loss, Bengals loss, Bills loss, Jets loss. I mean, it's just it's beautiful. It's just beautiful, beautiful weekend of football. And and honestly, all kidding aside, as far as like the whole Miami, everything that went well for Miami this weekend, I think it was actually a really good weekend of football. The one o'clock slate wasn't the best, but with all the you know all the close finishes and just a lot of upsets. Um, and your game and Seattle, Washington was a good game. I mean, I had survivor picks and money all over Dallas. So I enjoyed that being in one of my four screens. I mean, yeah, I thought it was actually, this was a very good weekend of football. Yeah. Very entertaining. Entertaining is a good word. And it's a good weekend for the dolphins. The way things played out in the AFC, a lot of big teams lost. Yeah, so, we uh, had uh yeah, I think the a record for game winning, I think I mentioned well, before. Well, if you if you count Monday night, it's 6. Yep. 6 total. Yeah. What why wouldn't we count Monday night? I mean, that was well, just was the icing on the cake, the, TM. I know, I know, but every I mean, everybody was going wild. Of, of Sunday was already broken the record with the 5. Right. And right. then yeah, yeah. And then you had like oh, gosh, I mean even Monday even night. the the Green Bay game uh, against Pittsburgh came down to I mean, they had a chance to you know, from the 20, it was, you know, last play of the game from the 15 Green Bay had a chance to score and win that game. So there was a lot of, uh, a lot of good football, better football, I guess, or more entertaining, at least. Entertaining is a perfect way to put it. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. And then we watched the Monday night game TM and we know that the bills won't call in. So we might as well just get to that game right off the top. And, and you want to know why the Bills don't call in? Do you want to know why they don't call in? Because their fans are frauds, just like their team. Ooh, ooh. <sighs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm obviously digging in there, but I, I, I'm sick and tired of the Dolphin fraud narrative. And I know this was t- we discussed this two weeks ago, and I know we were on a buy. But it continues, and there's a local radio personality here who's a Jets fan who, this afternoon, I had to sit in my car and listen to him just run down our schedule and just scream at what a joke of a team he's saying we are and how how much of a... I mean, Jet fan... Listen, I think the best rivalry 
in the AFC East is Jet Dolphin. There is a hatred that is that it's listen. New England dominated everybody for years. Everybody hates New England, but before that, New England was the fucking welcome mat in front of the division. Like they were shit, right? And then Buffalo, Buffalo, they they've been winning the last few years, but I mean, they're annoying. But fuck them, like they can't win the big game. They never will. That's the that's just who they are, you know? They are the Bills. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. Four in a row. Pathetic. Like, the lovable losers forever. So then it's just Jets-Dolphins. And I just think Jets-Dolphins is nasty. And in the parking lot at Giant Stadium and then MetLife Stadium, it's it's a nasty place to be. I don't like wearing my colors at that stadium. It's, it's not safe. And... Boy, oh boy, if this guy is just going on a rampage today, trashing my team and saying how bad we are and that we've beaten nobody and our soft offense and all this stuff. And I just, you know, I, I got very, very aggravated. I wanted, I feel the need to defend the Dolphins. I've got B- Belenic in our chat saying, oh yeah, bills are frauds, but I just want to make sure that you know that you are too. No, man. Like, don't don't come at me after your team shits the bed again. Like, how are we frauds? We're the only good team you've beaten. So, like, I think Bills fans need to shut their mouths. Like, I understand they beat us, but who'd you beat? Yeah. You Not only did you not beat anybody, you lost to the Jets, now the Broncos, and you should have lost to the Giants. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's... three of the biggest jokes this season. And then, as far as the Dolphins, and I'm just going to say this, and I'm sure this is going to come up. I'm drinking bourbon. It's going to come up three more times. You can just tell me to shut up for the rest of the show because I know <laughs> we don't want to be on too long. But listen, we're six and three at the bye. We lost at Buffalo, at Philly, and technically at the Chiefs. So if you you told me that was the first nine weeks of the season. Fuck yeah. I'll take it all day. Give us a game down in our, you know. No, I don't want to say that. Like, listen, the NFL puts the schedule out. We're playing out the schedule. We're six and three. We have a two game lead in the division. The Jets and the Bills keep fucking up. Hey, that's out of my, that's out of our control. We're just going to keep beating teams. We got five matchups here we can win. So. Please win five in a row. If we win five in a row and the Bills lose, I think, one or two of their next games, the division's over, bro. Over. So, I love that's it. all. And yeah, I, uh, listen, I don't, I'm, I, the, the steering wheel is in our hands, man. I don't want to fucking hear another word from a Jet, crybaby Jet fan or a fucking crybaby Bills fan who, I mean, oh, you fired your OC. Good. But is that going to make Josh Allen better? No, it's not. Because Josh Allen, there are two factors to Josh Allen. One, Brian Dable's no longer there. So they blame Ken Dorsey for whatever, two seasons or however long it's been. Now he's fired. So now he's the scapegoat for McDermott, who's a terrible coach. And two, I think Josh Allen needs to get back with his ex-girlfriend. It was like, I think his high school sweetheart or whatever. Because, you know, he hasn't been the same since then. But really, he hasn't been, his whole life changed at 13 seconds. Yeah. And the confidence that him and McDermott, him and McDermott, portrayed prior to that game, and the you know the just the up and coming of the organization and this regime, it all died that night. 
And they look like deers in headlights on the sideline in their press conferences, the way Josh Allen throws interceptions, the way McDermott can't coach a game. And listen, I don't care. My wife would be pissed off that I'm saying all this stuff right now, but she would completely also agree with me. And so would Eric, and so would friggin' Jared E., and Bendy Bill and everybody else, because this is the reality. This team has not recovered from that game. I mean, they went into the postseason last year. We beat them week three. We almost beat them week 17. We almost beat them in the playoffs. And this is the third string. And then friggin' Burrow went in there and just said, get out of our way. I mean, they've just been a dorm. Like, you can't say a doormat. They're obviously a playoff team. But the team is just, the organization is a fucking disaster. It's embarrassing. I'm sick of losing survivor picks on them. I'm sick of, like, putting them in teasers, minus one, and them losing. Like, I was so torn watching the game Monday night because I'm losing bets, but winning in in fandom. (laughs) It's like I should have never had them included in anything, and it would have been a great night. But you would think that on a Monday night in Buffalo, having just Allen and Diggs, you would beat the Broncos. Like, that is a fucking terrible, terrible loss. Terrible. Absolutely. I mean, God. It was, it was gross. I was rooting for them until the fourth quarter. Once I realized I couldn't cover the teaser I had, I was like, okay, let's go, Ross Cook, baby. You know, like, let's go. And it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't pretty. That, that game could have been worse for them. They should I mean, have lost by more. Yeah, Denver yeah. wasn't converting the, the turnovers into, yep. the, into more points. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's just goes to – say who denver is but they made some good plays you know rusted what Russ did, and that's and- also the inferior road team trying to pull us you know it's a seven and a half point spread i mean yes they didn't do it all but they did it because they won you know yeah. the end of the at the end of the game they did just enough yeah and i've listened from the an outsider. Field after all of this bullshit and the pass interference yeah they still they still had it and that mental mistake, I mean, that is like Notre Dame shit from earlier in the year. That is really bad. And that's that goes back to the head coach. And I'm sorry if that's the special teams guy, but you as a head coach have to know what is happening. I mean, I was watching the Manning cast, and Peyton and Eli were talking about what was what were the Broncos going to do? Were they going to... You know, Peyton was like, just kick it on third down, kick it on third down. Don't worry about the clock. Just leave the 22 seconds on the clock. And But they were saying, like, they're either going to do this or they're going to do this kind of fire drill, you know, kneel it and run out there and kick it, which I thought was a mistake. And it clearly was because the guy missed the kick. Right. But Now, before you go any further, in theory, I did like the move because I'm sitting there like thinking it through and I'm like, you know why I like this? Because you're leaving zero seconds on the clock for them to come down because of the way the score worked out. They still could have, you know, there yeah. would've, you would have been up two, right? So I, yep. I, in theory, I did like the move and he was trusting his players. I did like that, but you're right. It ended up. Right. And they, they did have a, and then not, but they did I have a timeout, you right? You know, the Bills were taking timeouts, and the Bills took a timeout with 22 seconds, whatever it was. So they were staying. I mean, they knew it was coming. It wasn't like, well, what are we doing? What are we doing? Even though it's, it seemed like Russ was still, like, yelling at guys, like, get off the field. Like, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, they, and listen, they executed. They got out there. They did it well. But if you're the Bills, and this goes back to McDermott, like, how do you not know – 
that when you take that time out on second down, that this is a possibility. And I will never, I will never understand the too many men on the field on a special teams play. Like you have the same normal guys out there every time, every time. And all of a sudden some random dudes out there, like maybe I should go out here this play. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. And then it gets out like, I think it, am I supposed I think to be it's out just here? The, nope. I think, nope. I think it's the human, the human element to sports. It shines in those type of moments. Like, like Notre Dame. So what they had 10 guys on, right? That was oh, the whole thing. Yeah. With two the plays in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so again, when, when the stakes are high, emotions are high, stress, anxiety, and the pressure I think it's just a human error. Like somebody's just missing something that you think you should be so prepared for, but you know, you just fuck that up. Yeah. 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 There's just too, it's just too stressful. And unfortunately that is the life of a head coach. I mean, and, and you, and I know you put your trust in your special teams coach and McDermott was fucking pissed. Um, and, and it is what it is. So, you know, unfortunately or fortunate, I don't know for I don't know where the bills stand, but like you said, Ken Dorsey got fired. Uh, and I loved after seeing him get fired, then they showed the clips of him, uh, you know, throwing a fit up in the booth from was that last year? Yeah, I oh, yeah, I loved it. I love it. So listen, the bills just aren't very good, and it's time to just say that. Stop with yeah. the excuses. Stop with the defense that like, it doesn't matter. All aspects and all things, parts of their game is bad. Josh Allen doesn't look good. Stefan Diggs isn't getting the ball, whether that's his fault or not. But then he's a crybaby about it. He's got five targets, but he's not. That's the thing. I was saying that to my wife. He's not even, he's not even bitching anymore. He's not throwing fits on the side. He's that's, yep, that's it, man. And when that that I think that's as telling as anything else. If he is fucking just resigned to accepting mediocrity, that is when you know that the locker room is in shambles. And I mean, yeah, well, it's 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 everybody's fault but his, right? And he's just he's now he's there to make a paycheck. And that's where right. you don't. And then we saw his we saw his brother tweet, right? Oh, his brother god. tweet. Oh my god. <laughs> well, listen, that's like they they really they really drive that home around here on sports radio. They're like, well, I mean, you know, Josh Allen has, you know, there has to be a discussion between the two of them coming into the you know the facility on Monday or Tuesday. And it's just like it's a fucking tweet from a dude who's sitting at home, right? He's not even playing. Right? He's not. Yeah, he's not even playing, but. Now would would uh, Stefan be a nice fit in Dallas? Of course he would. But you know, it's a tweet. Carrie's like, "What you think he's gonna leave now?" I'm like, "It's a tweet. It's a tweet from his brother on right. the couch." Like, you know, the 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 Buffalo Buffalo the, the their fan base is too concerned with two things. One was firing Dorsey, which now they did. So now they only have one thing left to complain about, and that's the the officiating. So, I, uh, I think the discussion. I think we determined a couple weeks ago Buffalo's not that good. Now, listen, I will give them the injury. They're allowed to use the injury 
excuse because, I mean, their defense is just distraught with injuries. But I think the conversation now has to be who who Josh, who is Josh Allen, really? And, and Josh Allen without Brian Dable is not the same player. So I saw a tweet or just maybe it was a, a stat on sports. Like Josh Allen has led the league in interceptions. Is that true? The last right now he's got the most in the yeah. last oh, two yeah. years. I never oh, knew yeah. that. Oh, lovely. He's like the modern, he's like this generation's Brett Favre. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, he's just a gunslinger. He's well, his good is so good, but his bad is bad. And his, you know, his, his interceptions are fucking terrible. And I know we had one yeah. through Gabe Davis's hands or whatever, but that was That's on Davis that you catch the ball, bro. You know, and that you know that's another thing. That's another discussion to have. I mean, who's the supporting cast? Like Dalvin Cook's brother, and the fact that you call Stephen him Dalvin Diggs Cook's brother, you know, is all you need to is. hear. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He's not. I mean, he doesn't show me. And then he fumbled, get benched, and then when they finally put him back in, he explodes, and then he fumbles again. And then he fumbles again. Oh, and he, <laughs> had that, like, he had that Jesus. one. He had the one Look, that just bounced right up into him. his chest. Lucky that. I mean, oh my god! But that's when I thought it was turning around. And then they scored so fast. I was like, "Oh, you're giving Denver too much time." Which I mean, not like you think. You know, you don't think that when we're talking about Denver and Russ. But that's exactly what they did. And, and oh my god, they're a fucking mess, man. I love it. Uh, oh, last thing about the Bills. Last thing about the Bills is uh, I, s- I heard somebody today saying that they should reach out to Josh McDaniels as their <laughs> OC. I mean, that would just be like the 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 cherry on top of this dysfunctional. And that's the pro- there's a ton of talent there, and and I think this is what you've said. It's it's all McDermott. And whatever culture or whatever is there, there's a lot of talent there, but they just can't get it together. Why not bring in another head case? Maybe use that offensive mind. Well, you can, I mean, maybe you bring in Belichick and have McDaniels as oh, the OC. Let's get to some voicemail, TM, and get out of here. Here we go. Seven zero eight three one six eight eight two two. Call in. Give us your opinion on your uh, team, Bills fans. We know who your team is, so you don't need to call anymore. Um, yeah, let's see what we got here this week, TM. Let's see. All right, here we go. First, Kaula. TM, and as I was told last week. There is another host of this sports media podcast, 
PJ, yeah. awesome yeah. JH here. I would say victory Monday for us Dolph fans, despite not playing a game. Jets lost. Patriots lost. They're dead. Uh, Baltimore and Cincy take L's. Um, the Chargers I I bet on in a four-leg parlay, and uh, PJ's Lions were – didn't want to see that through, but I guess good that the Chargers lost for the AFC. All in all, good Sunday. Uh, Zach Wilson, still dog shit. Uh, yeah. Garrett Wilson, can't wait for him to start demanding a trade in, like, a month uh, come he's the offseason. He's waiting for... Uh, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to hosting the Raiders this week. And then Black Friday at MetLife. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine, wanted to get your guys' opinions on it all. Uh, C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. You're a little bit more than halfway through the season. Carolina gives up a boatload of picks to go after Bryce Young. Would C.J. Stroud have been better at Carolina? Um, or is it just that Carolina's that bad and Houston is just that good? I don't know. Discuss. All right, boys. Happy Monday. Cheers. I think I think Stroud is in a better spot, better coach. So, you know, no offense to Frank Wright, but was it D'Amico Ryan? Right? Isn't D'Amico Ryan the yep. coach of yep. Houston? Yep. He was the defensive coordinator for the Philly. Is that right? No, for uh, the Niners, right? Okay, right. Yes, he comes out of the Niners tree. Yeah, I just think it's a better spot. Um, there's more talent on the Houston team for sure. I mean, when you have, you know, Adam Thielen having to be like the focal point of an offense, it's just not, you know, there's just nobody there. Miles Sanders, complete bust, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I think CJ just luckily landed in the better spot. Um, I I would flip your question, Joe. Does Bryce Young perform as well at Houston? I would think no. I think Stroud is just the better athlete and – um, I was always, I was always a bigger fan of Stroud. Um, I don't know. At some point last year, he started getting a little bit of like, he's not ready type of claims for whatever reason. It, right. Right. Couldn't win in the big games or whatever. Um, he was and, fucking great in the, in the final four though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That game, which they should have won that fucking game. I mean, yeah, that Marvin that was Harrison such a wild get, game. Yeah. Yeah. Get hurt and, um, yeah. But yeah, I agree with you, Tim. I think it's just a better situation. Do I think Bryce Young would be better in Houston than he is in Carolina? Absolutely. Probably. And that's. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the answer that you need is that situation, as you said. It's. Yeah, when you're counting on Adam Thielen in Carolina to be your go-to guy, I honestly don't even know who else are their receivers. I mean, fucking DJ Chark and fuck who else? I don't even, I don't know, even know. I don't even know. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, that's I, like a that's a that's a street rebuild. I mean, that's a big time rebuild in Carolina, and you know, listen, I mean, Houston's got a lot of pieces: Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks, uh, Pierce, Singletary. You know, they have a good offensive line. Their offensive line's really coming together. And they've always had, I mean, they there's definitely a defense there when he's going down there. I mean, they were competing last year without him. So I think and there's just more pieces. It's just a better situation. It, and 
clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's but Bryce Young, I didn't love him coming out of Bama. He's one of those like I think you know, like I, I would expect more from Mac Jones than Bryce Young, honestly. Um, and two, you know, listen, two is another Alabama quarterback. He's doing great in a system right now, but I, I'll, I'll be the first one to say that, you know, the jury's still out on whether Tua gets a huge contract and is he elite. You know what I mean? Obviously not at this point. He's he's performing well in a system right now. So the I think the Bama quarterback thing there there's still something. I think there's something to that. I really do. Now this, I mean, you are you're just you're playing with. 10 of the best offensive players in the country when you're taking a snap. Right. It makes, it makes life easy. Yeah. Yeah. And not saying that, that CJ Stroud at Ohio state was, you know, playing with a bunch of scrubs, but it does go to show, you know, and, and Ohio state hasn't had a ton of luck with their quarterbacks. I mean, uh, uh, now I can't, now I'm drawing. Burrow was a Burrow was an Ohio state quarterback. He that's just, true. That's true. But Justin field, I mean, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I did see a stat that said that showed it was, I don't know, Stafford and Goff and, uh, and somebody else as overall number one pick quarterbacks and all of their stats were very similar to Bryce Young's right now. You know, one and eight in their first nine games. Oh, listen, if you this this conversation, you just go to Aikman and Peyton Manning. I mean, the Aikman Aikman yeah. was, I think, he was one win. Peyton was one win. I mean, that's you don't have to look any farther than that, honestly, because that that's more the norm. And you have to understand when you when you draft the top three, top five, you just have to, you know, accept the fact that this is a possibility and even if it happens don't worry about it because there are plenty of examples of two-time winning super bowl quarterbacks that started in the worst freaking way apparently terry bradshaw was like horrendous yep and so the problem with the problem with carolina right now is that they gave up so much draft capital to get him it's just going to make it that much harder for them to succeed around him because they're in this rebuild. It's not like it's you give it's not like you're the Rams and you gave up all this draft capital to bring in the piece that is going to get you to a Super Bowl. You are trying to rebuild. Like you got to keep as many of those picks as possible. Like the Bears, I mean, are in such a good spot whether they go with Justin Fields or not. Now will their their upper management do the right thing, but they're going to essentially have like a first and a fifth pick and 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 they're already better than a lot of these teams that are in the bottom. Right. All right. So thanks. uh, Thanks, Joe. Thanks for acknowledging me. I am here. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right, here we go. Hey boys, Donnie Dolphin here trying to take the approach of no weeks off. Win, loss, tie, bye. You're going to keep trying to call in. Uh, Two quick points today. One, I think the outcomes of Sunday's games really supported the, uh, uh, Dolphins' chances of a high seed in the AFC, Bengals, Ravens, Jaguars, and the Jets. Yeah, we got it. Down. Oh, yeah, the Jaguars, uh, really too. Team, oh, yeah. Uh, Jaguars you know, didn't even show long-term. up. And the other point I wanted to make, uh, LOL, the motherfucking Jets. What does Robert Sala actually do as a coach? I honestly feel like he's just wearing a Halloween costume wearing that headset. I don't think it works. Every time you see him on the sideline, he is either staring into space, clapping, 
Harper has a smug fucking smile on his face when his team does something good, which he probably has no part of. I don't understand how he's a head coach. Um, obviously, as a Dolphins fan, I'm loving the atrocity that the Jets team is right now. Um, however, that being said, I have a very, very Dolphins fan fear that the MetLife Stadium game is going to be a train wreck. I'm going to try and stay positive. I think the Dolphins should demolish them. However, I have a bad, I still have a little bad feeling in the back of my head. Um, but the Jets are still a train wreck. Uh, fins up. Looking forward to uh, next week's game and calling in after another Dolphins victory over the Raiders. Uh, also, side note, PJ, uh, great win by your lines yesterday. Uh, have a good day, boys. Thanks. Donnie, I have the same oh. <laughs> uncomfortable feeling about the about the MetLife game, but <clears throat> the, the solid point. It's it's hilarious because this is talked about on the radio here. Honestly, in the words of the great Office Space film, what would you say you <laughs> do here? I mean, the guy. So I, we're watching. I'm trying to talk this through with my wife because he's he's talking through like. You'll see it. It's like it's a fourth, fourth and two, and he'll be like, "I, I want to go here. I want to go here." You see him going. So I needed to know. I'm saying to Carrie, I'm like, "Who's he talking to?" Because in my mind, as a head coach, if I'm the head coach of an NFL team, in my headset, I want my one guy that is like my, you know, my hundred percent trusted, you know, someone yep, up in the yep. booth. Right, just my confidant. I'm talking through the whole game with him, making my decisions, and he's the guy that right. But she looked it up, and apparently everybody on the offense, like Hackett's on that, Rogers is on that, any kind of offensive coach or whoever, all the coaches are locked in on that channel, right? So that surprises me because it just adds to what Donnie's talking about, which. One guy in particular around here, his name's Brandon Tierney. He's on yeah, uh, yeah, 10 to 2. Yeah. yeah, he fucking is just like, what is this guy doing? He's killing him at this point. He's had enough. And I agree. I mean, if I was a Jet fan, I would lose my mind over this guy on the sidelines. You know, most coaches are in their play on their play sheet or something, right? But even Mike Tomlin, who's not on a play sheet, you still watch the guy coach and talk to players. Salah does not address Zach Wilson ever during a game. He doesn't talk to him. Right. He doesn't go to the side. He doesn't go to the bench. All he does is celebrate when something good happens, but he, there's never a coach, a coachable moment. The guy is it's, it's hilarious. It's, I mean, I enjoy the shit out of this because obviously I hate the franchise, but the point is well taken. Like, what is that guy doing? I mean, it's a, and and what are they doing sticking with Zach Wilson? Oh, that's the I biggest mean, question. Throw Tim Boyle out there. Throw some. Who cares? Go Wildcat. Go like, and do he, anything. Like yeah, he it, did move the ball. I will say he moved the ball against the Raiders. It's not all his fault that night, but the team. You know, I mean, again, I enjoyed the shit out of Sunday night and Monday night, but it's bad for when it comes to the Jets. It's Bad, bad, bad football. Like, it's really bad. Make a change just for change sake, right? I mean, they just lost two games they were supposed to win. If you look at the Jets' schedule, lose to the Raiders, 
lose to oh god who do they play two weeks ago monday night chargers they thought well they thought they were going to win that game i don't know if that's a game you're supposed to win but they should have lost to the giants and if it wasn't for you know dable fucking up the whole field goal and yep but fourth and one, I mean, that game was over. That game was 99% Giants win, and they fucked it up. They also won week one on the punt return against the Bill. I mean, re- legitimately, they won one game this year that wasn't, like, freaky, weird, and that was just the game against Denver. And even in that game, statistically, they were outplayed. Like, it's incredible that they're four and five. I just... I mean, it's, uh, that's why that's that's what put implants the fear in the back of like our Dolphins fans heads right now, because you're just like, OK, I, I mean, well, you know what? Let's not even look to Black Friday. We're going to talk about that next week. But talk about this Bills matchup coming up. Bills uh, Jets at Bills this Sunday. The Bills are a, a touchdown favorite after Monday night. Oh, man. I mean, really? I thought you have the best defense in the league. I mean that just shows you the like the opinion of like Vegas has on their offense. It's pathetic. And also Vegas, it was a seven point spread for against Denver with Buffalo this week too. Like everybody just thinks this Bills team is they're there, they're in there. You know, they're, they're just that that one home game is going to get them out of it. They already did that against us week four, and the only reason that fucking game happened is because we scored seventy the week before and fueled the fire to just get us killed. I wish we never scored 70 points. I really feel like we'd be under the radar or we'd be treated like Seattle. If, you know, six and three Seattle, if we didn't score 70 points against Denver, but you score 70 fucking points and the whole fucking nation recognizes. <laughs> it's a fantasy. You know I mean? uh, it's a fa- yeah, exactly. Dream, man. Exactly. We woke up every fantasy player in the world. All right. Hey, we got, but, we got uh, on this topic. We got it. We got a call. There we go. No transcription available. Yeah. Yeah, he told me. He said to me, he goes, You're gonna love my call this week. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. He's Thank a you. he's a he's a he's a lot. He's his it's like if he was all gangrene, he's slowly turning Detroit blue as the yes. season goes on. Well it's I mean, it's fun to watch Detroit. I mean yeah. they've got a good offensive line, you know. The Jets gave up eight sacks to the Chargers. Jared Goff didn't get touched in the game against the Chargers. Unbelievable. Maybe he got hit once or something. It was some ridiculous stat, but no sacks. Never was was hurried. I mean, it was now the worst the worst offensive line is in New York. You just gotta figure out which team it is. Because they're both fucking brutal. Do they play? Did they play? They already played? Yeah, the Giants. Yeah, so there was that was two. It was because it was forgettable. It was it was ten seven, and it was fourth and one. They were fourth. The Giants were fourth and one with two minutes to go at at the Jet thirty or thirty five. He elected to burn his final timeout and then kick a field goal with. We found out on Monday an injured kicker. The the field goal was missed. Zach Wilson threw two passes. They oh. spiked the ball with one second. 
field goal, overtime field goal, loss. God. Yep, yep. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's a jet win that shouldn't fucking be there. Yeah. No, the Giants are tanking anyway. So they got to get a quarterback. Well, the Giants are certainly tanking at this point, but. They should have sold, or they should have traded Saquon while they had the chance. They should have. Agreed. Right. Let's move on to non AFC East uh, talk. Here we go. Hey, guys. Just calling in. Uh, thought I'd give my two thoughts on this bye week uh, for the Chiefs. Oh. Uh, seeing a lot of crazy things happen this weekend. And, well, it turns out the Chiefs don't even have to play to be big winners. I mean, we got Baltimore losing, we got the Jaguars losing, and we got the Cincinnati losing. So uh, things couldn't have went much better for the Chiefs this weekend. And the Chargers, baby. They solidified their uh, spot at the top of the AFC. And, you know, if only the Dolphins had played and lost, that would have been the extra icing on the cake. But, I mean, ah, I'd see, we're in your head. Talk out three of their bigger, uh, you know, playoff pitcher teams. So, which it doesn't yeah, mean the head of a Chiefs fan. Game, but it's just a matter of, hey, you know, it's not always nice to get a little extra boost. And what's the chance of all three of those teams losing in one week? So, yeah, it was pretty great. So, anyway, just thought I'd call and give my two cents in because I'm looking forward to this next week. So, we'll see how that goes with uh, Philadelphia. It's going to be a huge game. Um, we got uh, coming in off a of bye week, both teams, so they should both be fresh. But I do like uh, Andy Reid's record off a of bye, so got a little confidence boost there. But um, we'll see what happens. Every fucking time we got to hear about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, what the heck, man! Great bye week. So just thought I'd call in and give him a shout out for that. And hey, we got to see some pretty decent football, if you, except for what was on prime time. That's been nothing but shit this week. But you know, what do you do? Go uh, NFL programming, right? All right, uh, just want to put my two cents in. We'll holler at you next week. See ya. See ya. All right. Well, thanks, Pat. I mean, not much to say We're there. Good week. Yeah, we're not gonna hear we're not gonna we're not gonna hear from him next week because we're gonna be recording watching that game. Ah yes. <laughs> I wanna yes. I wanna record that night and watch that shit. But uh that is a good matchup Monday night. How how nice is it to uh be the Chiefs and the Eagles and you get a bye week and then you don't play till Monday. They they just give you that extra day. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. nice. We got good job, NFL. You we see play, how it is. We got to play Thursday. You got to play Friday. It's great. Yeah, just great. Yeah, that's real nice. Here we go. Last one. Last one. What up, Bing Sportscast? Hopefully, I made it in, and it's not too late. Oh. But what would a Bingecast be without a Skull Vikings? I'll try and be brief this week, although that never really happens. What can I say? Dobbs has been. Uh, super good oh, pickup for the I'm Vikings. I'm in this call, DJ. The steal of the trade deadline, especially for what we got. Out of them. The um, only trade of the trade deadline. Up and down on this team. A lot of that really just has to do with what were we doing with Cousins. And now um, we've won many like games. I kind of just got to be point. all in, which is making for an interesting end-of-the-year matchup. Me and PJ have been talking about it a little bit back and forth. Um really going to come down to the end of the year here. Um, although both of us have pretty soft schedules, I would say theirs is a little bit tougher with having to face us Cowboys and then us again. I think as long as Detroit doesn't fumble along. Explain to me how <laughs> us playing you Cowboys you is tougher than you having to play us twice in Cincinnati. 
I'll it's hang a, up. He's just, it's a human being. It's a different human being calling it. Oh, right it's now. unbelievable. Here we go. It really is amazing. <laughs> there to lock up the division. But I'm going to hold Who is this calling again? Is this Chad Q? Chad Q? Our defense. And TM, you can rattle off those D stats I sent you. Um, just pretty incredible. No, I won't, actually. No, I won't. Uh, we did lose a couple guys, though, this past game. Looks like Madison's out with a concussion. We signed Gaskin, but Ty Chandler looked really good in the game. And we also lost uh, one of our linebackers, but it looks like we brought in Anthony Barr to fill in that position. So hopefully things keep rolling, and hopefully Jefferson get, gets back on the field and let the good times keep rolling, baby. Stole Vikings. Wow. I mean, I really wasn't even giving him my full attention there, but I could just feel the positivity. And I mean, you know what? You know what this calls for? You know what's coming this year? I'm going to do another mashup sounder with him because, oh my God, <laughs> the first few weeks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what a ride. What a ride for these Vikings. Let me tell you. Oh, now, I what mean, a ride. Josh Dobbs, man, the MVP front runner. Josh Dobbs, everybody. I'll tell you, the uh, he played a really good. I watched the majority of that game on Sundays because, again, the NFL, yeah, one option at one p.m. for those who don't play for, pay for, you know, extra programming. Right. Literally, yes. the NFL would make more money if they just allow me to pick from three or four different games. It is so stupid. It's for a different show. Uh, but I will say right. they, the Vikings, um, Brian Flores is doing a great job. Their defense looked legit, uh, you know, and I don't know what to think of the Saints team, but they they could never get anything going. As much as the uh, Vikings faltered in the second half and as much as, uh, you know, the Saints were in that game kind of down to the last drive, I mean, the, the defense kept them in that. Um, now, again, I don't know what that is, says against somebody like the Saints, but full disclosure, yeah, I'm I'm not worried about the Vikings, but if there's a team that that's down in that lower echelon, that's the team that worries me. All these other teams in the a- or in the NFC South, um, None of, uh, nobody bothers me there. Nobody scares me there. Uh, but there was, yeah, Chad had texted me today, actually, and, and they had been talking about this on the radio here, is that there is could quite honestly be a chance that the Vikings and the Lions play four three times in four weeks if the playoffs were to, you know, work out how they sit right now with the Lions as the two seed and the Vikings as the seven seed. Right. Which, you know, is never never a great thing, I think, for either team. It's never easy to to win or beat a team three times if you're talking about the Lions or if the Vikings, you know, need to win out at the end of the year, then you got to come back and face us. However, if you beat us twice in the last three weeks, I wouldn't think that we'd be sitting at the two seed. But right. as I've yeah. said, my goal, our goal – I want to go into that last week against the Vikings not having it mean anything. Yeah. Because I just, I've never had that in my life, TM. It's never happened. 
I just like want to be like, I want to win the division against Dallas. Or how about against the Vikings the week before? Just give me that. Let me yeah. go to Minnesota and beat them for the, the division in week 16, six, week 16. Yeah, just give me, give me a week or two where you're like, oh, we're just playing for seeding. Yeah. <laughs> like, we know, we know we're in and we kind of want to win. But yeah, I mean, listen, we have to play Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo Oof. the last three games. I don't want those games to be needed to win the division. You know, like get the division. Yeah, and then and just then be we playing. Can mess for around with some seating there. Like beat Dallas, and then you know you can go to Baltimore and lose, and then that Buffalo game week eighteen hopefully means shit. You know, you don't for us. That's but, yeah. We'll yeah, see. We're both right. in the same kind of spot. Like let's let's. That'll I mean, be a fun said, show if we can be in the late December sitting here being like, ah, fuck it, Happy New Year. <laughs> like, we, we're in. Yeah, we'll just do a drunk cast of all the poor suckers who are fighting for those last playoff spots. <laughs> I look forward to it. That'll be like New Year's. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of, I mean, one guy, my Mike Francesa, the guy around here that has been like a you know legend in sports radio, he, he was basically saying... Detroit's going to have it locked up by Thanksgiving. He was saying that weeks ago. Great thought, obviously, but listen, it's the fucking NFL, you know. So well, yeah, and the Vikings have rattled off five in a row. I mean, what are you going to do? They have such a soft fucking schedule. That's that's the only problem. But they with did them, beat, they, you know, to their credit, they beat San Francisco. No idea how, but they did beat yeah. San Francisco. Prime and that's, time home, prime time home game. That's how the, anything can happen. The NFC North's uh, schedule in general is just easy based on who we've played, and they but they right. have to Division play. Matchup, you know, yeah. they have to play Cincinnati. Which, in all honesty, we had to play the Ravens as the two seed in the division, and they right. had to play Cincinnati, which I think I'd rather play Cincinnati. Um, but this year, yeah. Well, we'll they, see tomorrow night. Yeah, we will see. All right. Well, that's it, yeah. TM. That's it for calls. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing yeah. up and uh, get into uh, next week's fucking games. Here we go. <laughs> By picking the best I can But when they come and take my house and my car My wife don't understand I fucking suck at gambling Alright, my favorite segment of the show 19-9-2 and two. Who's that? Is that me or is that you? That's me <laughs> No no. You are 11 and 19, but hey, you are climbing back, my friend. Let's climbing go. I, back. I've got a goal, TM. That's all that there I've is. Clinched, all you need is a listen, goal. Listen, I've clinched life. nothing. I've clinched nothing. That's all that matters here in our competition. I went 2 and 2 0 and 1 last week. I won on the Raiders again. Steelers covered minus three, and then the Lions pushed. Annoying. I still knew they were going to win. You took that Colts. You stole that Colts bet from me, and you hit. You hit on the Commanders <laughs> plus six. That's my. I that was my favorite bet of any of ours actually last week. Besides, obviously, the Raiders beating the Jets, um, and then the Saints, Minnesota beating the Saints. So you lost on that one. Two and one for you. Eleven and nineteen on the year. All right. A very 
interesting and not my favorite here this week whatsoever. And honestly, if you're ready, I can't make any decisions. I like Detroit minus eight, and I am stumped from there. All right. So I will. Uh... You want to take the range? You go for it. All right. I got it. I'm ready to go. Look at this guy. All right. So first, uh, first one that I saw on here, uh, Lions just played the Chargers. Listen, the Chargers are not a bad football team. The Lions have one of the most potent offenses in all of football. Our defense, and I didn't talk about it, TM. I'm a little bit worried about our defense. Um, Chargers scored five straight touchdowns on us. And, again, there there comes a point when – and I'm talking about the Lions here, not the Chargers. But there comes a point when you know, what happened with us against the Ravens and now what's happened to the Chargers and things not being done the right way. Still, I'm still – Cautiously optimistic, but when you go to the playoffs, you are going to face these types of offenses, and you gotta you gotta get a stop when you need to stop. And they didn't have it. So that being said, listen, I know you don't like Herbert. I think the kid the kid's good. The kid is good. Keenan Allen at you know age eighty seven is he's, still he's a fucking the beast. stud. Absolutely, yeah. agreed. Um, and, and, and Eckler's and, a and great Eckler's, piece. Yeah, Eckler's still there. So Chargers are going into Green Bay. Green Bay is still a mess. They can't score. Jordan Love. I mean, they're they're fine. They're they're making their way back, but they don't they don't have anything. I don't know how Green Bay keeps up with the Chargers, so give me the Chargers. Lay the three points. I know it's in Green Bay, but it's a one o'clock game and uh, it's not the middle of the winter either. So uh, I think they'll be in, in good shape. I think the Chargers are gonna be a little pissed. Uh, that they let that one slip out of their fingers. So I'll take the Chargers minus the three points. Now, Tim, I'm going to just roll with your continuous uh, bets on your favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders. This number is, is enormous, Tim. 13 and a half. <laughs> two touchdowns. It opened at about 11, so it's moved two and a half points. It opened at 10 if you look to the left. I just but I think the Ra- I think eleven was uh, yeah. The Raiders got a you know they've got some pieces. We played them. Max Crosby's a beast, and and they're playing under you know not under Josh McDaniels, Antonio Pierce, right? I mean they're doing some good things. I don't think they'll beat you guys, but that number is really big. And I know you're coming off a bye, but I'm just gonna take the Raiders. I'm gonna take that big that big number and and hope for a. Uh, uh, 13-point cover uh, on my side of things. All right, last but not least, uh, I know I went with this team last week or went against this team last week, but I think looking at this Seattle versus Rams game, I think the Rams are a little bit in shambles. I think they're looking out into the future, and I think Stafford might be dead. He's just not the same guy as he was early. He just He's always banged up. He's always hurt. And Seattle's got something to play for. The Rams aren't playing for much. So I'm going to take Seattle and lay the point going into that hostile environment of SoFi. Um, I don't know what's happening with Geno Smith. I don't know if he's going to be the guy, but I think they can handle the Rams. So give me Seattle. I'll lay the one point and, you know, pray that Geno gets back to early Geno. So Chargers, 
Raider Chargers minus three, Raiders plus 13 and a half, and Seattle minus one. Like it. Like it. All right. I'm going to go heads up with you on the Dolphins game. How I know dare it's two, you? Well, I know it's two touchdowns, but here's the thing with the Raiders. Okay. Um, I bet with them the last two weeks, but those were easy bets, in my opinion, betting against the Giants, one of the worst, if not the worst team in football, and then against the Jets, who are just laughable. And I, I knew they wouldn't score enough. And uh, so those were easy bets for me, but I think my team is going to come out. It's not going to be 70 points like we did against Denver, but I don't see Raiders and Denver being that. um, I don't see much separation between those two teams. These are the bottom of the AFC West, and I just think my team's going to be healthy. We're going to put on a little bit of an offensive show at home, you know, 35-17, something like that, 31-17. All those numbers cover. So, and the defense, our defense has been playing better, and it's going to be healthier this week than it was two weeks ago. And that is what I'm kind of focusing in on with my team. The defense, we need the defense for the playoffs. Stay healthy. Ramsey's here. Um, I just don't see the Raiders going on the road after these two cigar smoking wins. And, like, I think, I think we're going to show that we're at least on a level higher than this team. And,. I think it's a 14 to 17 point win. So would I like the minus 10, of course, but give me the 13 and a half. I'm going to go a heads up with you here, and I think I'm going to actually hit that. So give me them fins. All right, number two. Man, there are some gappy-ass spreads here. There's a lot of big spreads. I would almost, like, the Giants always play the commanders tough, but how do you bet on fucking Tommy DeVito? Right. Right? Um... You can't bet Texans Cardinals because Kyler's back. That's that's like a crapshoot kind of game. All right, I'll uh, Fields is back against you guys. Yep. Watson's done for the season. Why oh, this line has that. not? Yeah. yeah, I don't know why this line hasn't moved. Can't take Dallas on the road. Big spread. I mean, Niners. I like. All right. I'm going to get my second pick because I can't find my third pick. All right. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles plus the three Monday night. Um, Somebody. Hello? Are you there? I'm here. Sorry. Somebody has got to beat the Chiefs. Okay. Somebody's got to beat this team. Yeah, their defense has been really, really good, but the offense has not. So, I could, if this game gets into any kind of a shootout vibe, which I do think it will to a certain extent, I think Philly wins that game. At where we are this season and where these two teams are, I think Philly can put up more offense than the Chiefs. So, excuse me. Um, they probably care more because they lost the Super Bowl last year. Kelsey's coming back. Excuse me. Travis Kelsey is coming back from his South American trip to visit with Taylor and the lyric change and the big hug and all this (laughs) fucking social media nonsense that I've had to get notifications about. Who cares? Enough. Give me the Eagles. Plus three. Give me the points. That's going to be fun to watch next week. I'm looking forward to it. All right. I mean, I got to take a big spread here because I don't know what to do with these fucking games. 
This is a disaster. All right, you know what? Give me Jacksonville. No. Give me Jacksonville with the touchdown. Tennessee, I just have nothing for Tennessee. Will Levis is not going to torch the Jags, D. Everybody got a week to prepare for this guy. Now it's three weeks. He came in and surprised people for one week, and all it really was was a bunch of launches downfield that Hopkins got under. So... He really is just a, a rookie in headlights. Give me the Jags. Ten-point win here, I would figure. They've got to friggin' right the ship after getting smacked last week by the Niners. Yep. Uh, so give me minus seven. Dolphins minus 13. Jags minus seven. Eagles plus three. I'm a little worried I'm going to lose some ground to you. But uh, I've got a cushion. So yeah, baby. Week, week 11. Come That's going to be 3-0 for me this week, baby. Vegas ball. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, what's it, TM? Let's, uh, let's get back to the basics then. I don't know what that means. but Hey, listen. Primetime provides this week, right? We've got tomorrow yeah, night. Tomorrow well, night yeah, when you're listening, yeah, we got Ra- Bengals, Ravens, too. I mean, Bengals are real banged up, but you couldn't pay me to pick that game. And then Sunday night is uh, Vikings, Broncos. I should have taken Minnesota. And then you got Eagles, Chiefs. So, hey, look, it's get we're getting down, right? Week eleven, we're getting there now. Second half of the season. Um, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm still here, right? Our teams are fucking. Right. We're still looking at a Lions, Dolphins Super Bowl. So I'm excited. So let's make a bet right now. So when TM does Josh Dobbs turn into Josh Dobbs? <laughs> well, he he hasn't turned into him this year, so we'll see. We will yeah, we see. Will. We, we will, will see. Uh, All right. Well, thanks everybody. It could be this week. Denver's coming off of wins against the Chiefs and the Bills. So technically, if you want to go by national media standards, Denver's now the favorite to win the fucking AFC. Hey, so. I don't don't <laughs> sleep on Russ. Oh, stop it, you and your fantasy team. By the way, we match up in fantasy this year, I, uh, this week. I got to beat you to keep you below me. Oh, my God, it's so bad. Pathetic league we have. Oh my yeah, God. This is my worst team, by far my worst team. No, it's oh. not my worst. I still have a winless team. Oh, boy. Yep. And we, we just twisted. The, the, well, the last five weeks of the season are just – like full league, top five win, top bottom five lose. And first week of that, I put up the lowest score. So it's just, it's not going well. Way to go. Way yeah. to go. Thanks. All right, let's get out of here, TM. <laughs> let's uh, get out of here. <laughs> call in. Let us know uh, your thoughts on your team. What is it? 708-316-8822. And uh, I guess yeah. that, we will see you guys next week. Let us say peace. Binge up the cheer. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at bingemedia.net. Support the network and subscribe to the full binge at patreon.com slash binge media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget. I was going to say, um, <laughs> what did you just say? Um, I would like to see Cousins traded at this point.